Mood.tv Okay, somebody explain it to me, if you will. There you go, you just used it. <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> Literally just used it. Yeah, but that was, you know what I mean. It was proper. <laughs> Good job. No, you would never use it like that, I don't think. Well, you just did, and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> if you will. Yes, it, yes, it did It did work because the context is unique. Because I was saying, explain it to me, you know, dot, dot, dot. If you will. If you will. Explain if you will to me. I think you just described it to you. You got it? It's like a dot, dot, dot. It's a hypothetical, if you will. It's an ellipses? Like, if if you don't mind. Like, explain it to me if if you don't mind. Explain it to me if you will. But that's not that's not normally how people use it though. Usually people say something. They'll say some kind of a sentence, and then they'll say if you will. Well, you need an honest example then, because we're using it in real examples, and you're telling us no. I don't think anybody can explain it to me. <laughs> well, no, I don't think anybody can explain it to you either. I do not have the energy for one of these kind of episodes. It doesn't make any sense. If you will, <laughs> exactly. You, I think people just use it higgledy piggledy. I don't think I don't know what it really means. They probably use it as it, it, the same way people use higgledy piggledy. <laughs> well, at least higgledy piggledy makes sense. But when you say "if you will" afterwards, I just don't understand the point of it. All right. Well, here's your definition. I googled it for you. Oh, thank you. Said when politely inviting a listener or reader to do something, or when using an unusual or what's that fanciful term? Imagine, if you will. A typical silversmith shop. What? I don't know. That's the sentence they gave. Okay. There's something about it that's a little apologetic, I think. I think that's what rubs me the wrong way about it. Is there's a little po- apologetic. No, it's in, it's like an inviting thing. Like, if you will. like It's like, it's like come on this journey with me. Imagine, if you will, Williamsburg turning into a dumpster <laughs> fire when the L train shuts down. <laughs> that sounds so... It's like enticing you. Like, hey... If you will. Nah, not to me. It sounds apologetic. Then then, then screw you. I don't care what you think about what if you will is. I'm telling you what it is. Okay. I mean, no. Yeah, one of the examples they give for the other form on Urban Dictionary is, I can sprinkle the pudding, if you will. So it can be (laughs) like, uh, if you know what I mean, or a... But that's the other, you know, the other tense. But wait, now I want to see what sprinkle the pudding means. I like that. I like, I'm more inclined towards that definition. That's more fun for me. If it's if you say something just totally crazy and people don't really know what you're talking about and you say if you will as like you know please just just uh, let this ride like you could say something terrible and then say if you will sure and then you're asking them to let it ride well that's exactly what sprinkle the pudding would be <laughs> yeah EJ please okay so there's two definitions <laughs> uh, before sex you take colon cough then right after you finish you get up and spray nasty <laughs> diarrhea all over your partner if, if you, you will. will. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, that's a fun. If you will, you know, you fuck dogs. If you will, that that's much more fun. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This episode is now over. <laughs> if you will, if you will. <laughs> I learned something today. So oh, I learned that crows they have funerals for one another. There there are crow funerals, and you know what they do at the funeral sometimes? No, if you will, if you will. <laughs> They, Tell me, if you will. They bang the corpse, if you will. Ooh. Yeah. 
Crow Society. So there's a murder going on with a murder of some necrophilia. A murder, yeah, murder of crows. Yeah. Double murder necrophilia. That's what crows do at a funeral. Yeah, doesn't that seem unnatural? I mean, it's natural, but it seems unnatural. Eh, maybe that's just their way of saying goodbye, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> that's a hell of a goodbye. It is. That's what they think. I mean, I give both of you guys permission at my funeral to do that to me, to say goodbye. But you have to take it, not give it. Well, if you have that rigor mortis, we'll be good to go. It'll be like that yeah. clerk's movie. Ride me all, all day long. I don't care. Like a toboggan. Yeah. If you will. If you will. I'll ride you. I'll get up in there. There you go. That sounds nice. If you don't, you're being less respectful than the crows are. Just remember that. <laughs> That's what I'll be shouting. While I'm, while I'm on top at the viewing, I'll be like, just paying my respects. <laughs> Took me seven days to get here as the crow flies. I just saw him wink. That's consent. <laughs> I'm just going to shout, if you will. <laughs> while, while I'm riding that rigamortized wiener. Well, that sounds nice. Welcome to Let Me Ask You a Question, everybody. <laughs> We're getting real good at getting into the episode. Where we talk <laughs> about fucking crows. Crows fucking dead crows and it's the wild west for crows. It's just Speaking of fucking things, um, I saw that Zoe D. Chanel is having a baby and she's naming her kid her middle the middle name is gonna be Otter. Excellent. And so uh, I saw people posting that, and so I decided to make sure that I posted that they rape a lot because I think it's important that Zoe Deschanel knows that she's naming her cute kid off of one of the most rapey mammals on the planet. <laughs> they also have some really hilarious videos of, like, otters laying on their back. And they're so cute. Oh, <laughs> sure. Sure, they're very cute. When they're not being rapey, they're cute. Jeffrey Dahmer was cute. John Wayne Gacy was cute. This is the thing. Animals get a hall pass. You can rape all you want if you're an animal. Every day, all day long. No biggie. So you should name your kid after a rapey animal, though? You ought or not do that. <laughs> Dad. I mean, fun. if you want. They're cute. It's all natural if, if they do that. Humans <laughs> can't do that. It is not natural for humans to do that. Probably because we have, like, you know, we're more a little bit more self-aware than they are. I like to think. I mean, I don't disagree many of us with that you are not. that rape is wrong, Anthony. In fact, I agree with you completely. What I'm saying is you shouldn't name your kid after a rapey animal. Yeah, but animals, they're allowed to do whatever, you know? That's the thing. Uh, I mean, yes, but still wouldn't name my kid Otter, Dolphin, Sexosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe that. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that. That's, that's pretty bad. Probably in the realm of possibility. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Otter Dolphin Sexosaurus? Are you here today? <laughs> Otter, one more time. Otter Dolphin Sexosaurus. Sexosaurus. Otter Dolphin. Here. Well, this is... Let me ask you a question. That's EJ5000 with all the rapey stuff. Howdy. That's me. He's the one with the rapey stuff. And this is Gregoman. If you will. <laughs> He's the one with the if you wills. The apology. The apologetic linguistic tool. Chat for those sprinkling the pudding. <laughs> and I am host Anthony, your host, and we are back for another episode, another feast for the years of Let Me Ask You a Question. We're going to dive right on in. Here is the question for this week's episode. <clears throat> ah. Woo! 
Would you want to be alive to see the demise of society, <laughs> like American society? Say, like, the shit really hits the fan. I, I think maybe not in some way that it's some kind of terrible war where a lot of death is all around, but maybe, like, the economy goes so nuts that money doesn't mean anything, so people, like, it becomes a free-for-all. Would you be interested to see that world, or would you totally not want to see it? I have the option of either living that world or just being dead. No, no, no. You have the option of living your life as you know it now or seeing this kind of huge, momentous thing. Well, then I want to live the life I'm living now because that's that sounds like a terribly momentous thing. Yeah, and you say seeing, you mean that's the new reality, right? I don't get to, like, watch it on a TV screen. Yeah, you're yeah, in I, just not to end the episode extremely short, but of course I agree with Greg. I mean, I got a kid. I don't want to like have to go through Mad Max. <laughs> Seriously. Huh. If you're telling me I like either have to be alive for the Mad Max or be dead, then I'm definitely going to be alive. But if you're giving me the option of doing that or just continuing on as is, I'll go ahead and continue on as is. Which is a 50-50 gamble uh, of that actually happening at this point anyway, so... That's what I'm saying. Don't you kind of maybe want to see just things just totally change? No. No. That's crazy. No? No good? Things are already bad enough. I don't need them to know that they're going to be the worst that there is. To frame it another way, maybe, what about using the matrix, matrix as an example, you know? Would you, want, would you want to live in the Matrix or would you want to live in that shit real world? Well, that's a different question. But sort of similar. It's not though, because in the Matrix, you are you're being used by another group to be exploited. I think you can make a strong argument for that for this world. What? That people are being being used. I mean, like our conversation earlier before we started recording, you know, like just the nature of jobs and business and what we do to make other people money. You know, things like that. Maybe we are. Maybe there is something to it. Maybe we are being used. Well, that's very metaphoric, yeah. but we're talking literally. Like, yeah. they were literally used as batteries physically. Exactly. So they weren't... At. Right. So it's like, metaphorically, yes, we're all slaves to the dollar, and I'm with you. But I don't want to be literally a slave to a robot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just be being harvested like a farm of energy. So in that world, you would rather be in the real world, in the shit world? Hell yeah, and hang out with Neo. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but maybe there, maybe there'd be a Neo running around in this world. Maybe once everything collapses, maybe there would be like a Neo-like person you could run around with and do fun stuff. In which world? Well, I'm talking in my question world now, where society is sort of collapsed and it's cat. So there would be if someone who has literal superpowers that can fly, stop bullets. Maybe. Well, no, he only can fly. Can he only fly in the Matrix, or can he fly outside of the Matrix? Well, that was the whole thing, is that by the, by the third one, he can do impressive things outside of the Matrix. Oh. But the idea was he was like transcendent of the Matrix. Oh, I see. I see. While he was in there. But that's the thing. It, 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 he was so transcendent that he was transcendent outside of the Matrix as well. Oh, I see. But in the beginning, he wouldn't have been able to fly outside of it. No. Yeah. I right. mean, in so, the beginning, he didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. Right. He didn't think he was the one. See, maybe this is all questions we should ask us. Maybe we just don't know. Maybe we're in it. Maybe we are. Yeah, the, the really smart 
billionaires all think that we are. But they're like, oh, this world has to be a holographic world because my life is perfect. <laughs> I've seen that so many times. If you guys ever look, there's a bunch of thought experiments where they're like, no, we could be in a simulation. But it's never from people like... It's never from starving people or people who are trying to make ends meet that have the time to think about those questions. Well, yeah. there's the whole like multiverse thing or the idea that if if there if it's possible to make a matrix, then it's extremely likely that we're part it's more likely than not that we're already part of one. Yeah, I That's the theory, right? That that's yeah. And like yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you want to use a different movie and comparison though, you think of like The Dark Knight Rises and that's a little bit more of even though it's still a movie and it's not what's happening, that's still like a more realistic form of what could happen because it's like, you know, they flip it upside down. The The rich people are now being prosecuted for being shitty rich people and the criminals are running everything or whatever. You know, that's a little bit closer to a reality, I guess, that you would be talking about, right? Are you? I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I have not seen that though, so... That's like a flip. It's basically like a flip on the system. The bad guys get it so that all the bad or all like the rich people are the bad people. Like they make them to be the bad people. Or here's another question. Going back to the Matrix for a second. If you found out, say, say a rift opened up and Neo stepped out and said, you are in fact in the Matrix. Would you leave? Yeah. You leave everything. All bullshit. Um, I mean, I'd have questions. Like, can I take anybody with me? My dog also in the Matrix, or is he? No, you're not, no, you're not taking anybody with you. Oh, as <laughs> dicey. Do we know that? Is there is there some sort of reckoning so that we know it's true? Like, does he fly around? Because lots of people have been saying throughout history that there's something special and that we should believe them and die for them and this and that. And uh, this wouldn't be any different unless I saw some proof. Yeah, I mean, he steps like literally a little rift opens up in your room. He walks through this rift. Can I see like his world on the other side? Yeah, maybe you get you get like five minutes to see how shitty the world actually is. So I believe it because it's true. It's true, hundred percent true. Uh, and do you, do you have to decide that second? Can you say your goodbyes? Can you say your this is what's happening? Or yeah, you got like a half hour to pack a bag. Hmm. I guess you don't pack a bag, right? You, you, it's a simulation. Yeah, what's, what's yeah? What's a bag? What's a bag gonna do? Yeah, so you can you could use the half an hour to call people, say hello. I mean, like, I have questions, though. Like, is everybody who is around me, are we all the same? Like, is it like the Matrix where we're all inside of it? Or, like, is, am I just in my own Matrix where everything else around me is fake? Ooh. Everything is a simulation. It's all fake. So oh. all the people around me are a simulation. Yep. Then, yeah, I'm leaving. That's crazy. It's, it'd be messed up and tough. But if, I, if you're telling me that everything I know is fake and he has the outlet... No, Luther. <laughs> Sorry Luther about that. Luther has different ideas. Um, and You're he fake, has... Luther. You're fake. Yeah, that's why. You can't tell me he's fake. <laughs> like, if you tell me he's fake, I'm going to be like, well, shit. No wonder he's the coolest. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, if, if you're, you know, obviously it could be tough, but I'd be like, well, none of this is real. So, yeah, like, I, I don't want to live in fakeness if I'm the only real thing here. And you're proving it again. All right. Fair enough. EJ, what do you think? Yeah, that's, that is tricky. Yeah, rough. Kiddo. I mean, if kiddo's a simulation, oof, that gets that gets really Ooh. squeegee. So, I don't know. I I might consider living in the simulation. You might stay in the that. simulation, sure, because of that. Even though it's fake. 
This reminds me of an episode of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Every one of these topics is, is literally, it, there's there's something about that. Well, it's like so much sci-fi shit is like this, but what's that episode it is. about? Uh, like they they get they all get put into a simulation basically to keep them out of the real world, and they slowly individually start to figure out that they're not in the real world, and they're all trying to find a way out. But the one guy had a daughter who died, and his daughter's alive. And then even though he knows he's in a simulation, he's like, I don't want to live in a world that doesn't have her. Yeah, and I have her now. Yeah. So even if I know that this is fake, it still feels so real to me that I would rather exist in this fake reality with her. That exists in a reality that is real but doesn't in, involve her. That's why, like, yeah, I feel like EJ's in a in a much tougher predicament in in that sense. Yeah, once you got kiddos and shit, for sure. Then we then we can go on to like, well, what is real? Yeah. So it's like, is my physical body being with the squiddies? And what we're saying is probably a terrible place, but the truth mm-hmm. versus my mental capacity being content with that in the fake world, and also. Having the knowledge that the world is fake, maybe I'd be able to influence the world and I'd have a different perspective on it. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do maybe good in the world that's fake, but it is ultimately fake. Sure. I guess I could fly. I mean, if I could fly in that fake world, I might be like, eh, leave me here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like if if all of a sudden being told that makes me the Neo of my world, I might be like, all right, cool. I'll stick around. (laughs) Sorry, Neo, you go back to the real world. I'm going to go fly around and pretend I'm you in this fake universe. Yeah, I mean, food for thought. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to be back. We're going to discuss this a little bit more. And uh, if you find out that the whole world is fake, just stay. Just listen to the rest of the episode, then leave. All right, it's been fun. We'll be back. Anthony, this is your sister-in-law. Um, I was calling to tell you that you are not allowed in a room alone with Miyagi anymore, and she does not consent to you touching her soft spot. And also, Joel said it's more likely that you're a serial killer because you laugh out loud at horror movies. Thank you. Goodbye. Welcome back, everybody. You have just heard a fan of the show call in talking about my love of their dog, (laughs) Yagi, (laughs) who I have definitely never fucked. (laughs) But do love. But I will say, I will say that the soft spot, if you ever touch the soft spot on the underbelly of a dog, it is delicious. (laughs) I don't know if y'all have, have touched that spot, but I I now, probably... just to clear up for you, I believe he's just talking about the spot where their their stomach and chest hair kind of stops, and it's just kind of more like soft puppy skin or yeah, or, or it's like bald skin. puppy skin. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a little close to the genital region, but it is <laughs> north of the genital region. It's not the genital region. It's not crossing any lines. Yeah, you're not crossing any state borders. It's actually I find like right where. Right where the where the fur is ending and the skin is beginning, that's where when you when you give them like the quick scratch, that's when you get the leg going on a dog. Ah, so you know what I'm talking about? You know about I, the I know soft what you're talking. I mean, I'm new to the puppy. I, I and then that's like I literally I can get him and he he starts starts kicking them legs and I, I tried it out on both sides 
And he literally kicks both legs like he's paddling in, a, in, a, in the water. <laughs> You're going to town on that soft spot. I like that phrase, you're new to the puppy, though. That's just, that's kind of, that's euphemistic. <laughs> Only the way you said it <laughs> and the tone that you put Have in. you <laughs> broken it in? <laughs> I got to disagree with Joel and Greg, a man, though. I think you laughing at horror movies doesn't make you a serial killer. Because if it does, then I'm in the same boat. I like to laugh at horror movies. And I remember one time whenever, I think it was you, me, and one other person in the car driving up to your house. We left your house for some reason, but you were having a party of, of some sort. And we were driving back. And uh, the car was like losing control, going toward trees. Were you in the car with me, Anthony? Uh, maybe it was Nick. I, don't know. I just started laughing hysterically. Was it you? Because I did. It, no, it was probably Nick. No, that was me, Greg. Was it? Yeah, I was driving. We almost got hit by a school bus. <laughs> Do you remember that? I think we're talking about something different now, but... Yeah, this is a different story now. Okay, well, in the, th- the face of death, I usually laugh, so... I, I'm just, I was laughing because I did the same thing in a car, and it was probably with... I mean, I know mine was with Nick because we were driving from... I think it was from Big Wheel to somebody else's house because like, like, uh, our, our friends had like a Big Wheel's like, roller rink party when we were in high school. That's kind of like a joke because we used to do it. And he was like, hey, can I drive the Mazda over to like the bowl? I think we went from the, literally from Big Wheel to the bowling alley. And we took the back roads and Nick came over to one of those hills that has a turn on it. And he was driving my car too fast and we lost complete control. So we like skidded, started going towards the guardrail, skidded. He cut it back, skid back the other way. All of a sudden we see headlights. And you know how Nick gets when like something serious happens like that. He, he gets like instantly like he feels terrible. He feels horrible. And I just remember I was laughing my ass off the whole time because <laughs> I was like, well, I, we're not in control here. So whatever happens, happens. And I'm just laughing. I'm glad I shared that reaction with you, EJ. Yeah. I think survey says we're all a little bit serial killery. Well, I have the same exact reaction. I feel I feel I thought it was you, Greg, that we were in the car on the way back after school. We were going somewhere and I lost control on one of those crazy roads leading to our old high school and there was a big old yellow school bus that we almost careened right into, and I was just laughing. <laughs> I think that, and that, and that was a situation where I was not laughing because you were <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing. There's only ever one person laughing in the face of utter and complete terror. <laughs> yeah, I, I was driving, just laughing. <laughs> enjoying myself yeah that was good i only laughed when i was out of control this one you were out of control and i just had to witness it actually i know i mean that's through the same situation and one i laughed and one i didn't yeah (laughs) so i really think if you weren't laughing i probably would have been but because you were i was even more scared (laughs) (laughs) i'm just laughing like that careening towards a bus yeah, pretty much. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that was the that's exactly what happened. I remember it. I remember it clear as day because it was so fucking crazy. In the, in the Pontiac? Uh, I th- it was probably the probe at that point. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Yeah, I think it was the probe. Um, just real quick, though, uh, hair man, I got to say, I'm going to argue semantics on Joel's thing because he just said is more likely to be a serial killer because you laugh at horror movies, and I think that is true. Hmm. This comes down again to the podcast that we need to start where serial killers review <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> or no, people review serial killers reviewing horror movies so that <laughs> Meredith can listen, right? Because it's an extra <laughs> yeah. buffer of it not being a bad thing. So yeah. She can't listen to the, to the serial killers. She can't support them, but she can possibly support people reviewing serial killers reviewing horror movies. Do you think that when serial killers watch horror movies, they're less afraid than normal people because that's like their biz? Mm. I, it's, it's, serial killers seem very complicated 
So to like make a blanket statement, I would say I'm not sure. But, I know, but there's got to be a more likely or less likely. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think so because it seems like some of them are very conditioned to it, but other ones it freaks them out too because you have uh, process versus product killers, and so like some of them like the body and they like to keep that stuff, and so I, they might like the horror movies while the ones who do it in fits of anger. You know, I think I think it's probably more complicated than than a percentage. I think I'm sure. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you guys have any opinions on that, you can call in too at nine two nine three five two six one seven three. Yeah, talk. Tell, talk. Let's talk about dog soft spots, serial killing, and laughing in the face of death. <laughs> only one. Only one person at a time, though. <laughs> uh, and Halloween's over. We're a little early for Halloween right now, but that's all right. To get back to our main question, I think I'd be kind of into it. I would like to see kind of the demise of the world as we know it. I don't want to see a lot of people die. Of course, but I think it would just be interesting. Yeah, but I think that goes hand in hand. Maybe you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to see people dying in that scenario that you're ringing up. I think. Yeah, probably. Even before you get to like the settled point, right? You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to. There's gonna be that that steep fall, and that fall is gonna suck. And then there'll be what remains at the end, which will be completely different than what you are in now. So like you're gonna have to see that. Okay, here's the thing. Hear me out. This is my reasoning here. Because, yes, it would be terrible. And I'm going to say this from a place of obvious... uh, There's, of course, privilege here. So I'm romanticizing this. And I'm totally aware that I'm romanticizing this. But here's the thing. If if society collapses, right, and the world kind of goes to shit, do you think that maybe there would be a chance of seeing... To use the Matrix metaphor, more of the truth, like the truth of humanity, find the things that really matter. When people live through shitty times, I feel like they learn more deeply about life. And so I kind of wonder if there's anything to that that we could just never understand by being privileged people that have jobs that are doing okay, you know? This sounds really shitty, of course. I understand where I'm. That this sounds shitty for me to say, particularly, but I'm just kind of interested. No, yeah, I get, like, I get it. I, I said I get it. It's, it is, you know. I mean, I watch a ton of shows that like that are like that. You know, like Walking Dead is the idea that something, some outside source comes along and you know turns people into zombies, and it's I'm literally watching the people who are left try to first try to survive and now try to form like some semblance of life in that world. So. You know, I mean, I guess I'm right there with you in a sense, but when you put it in terms of real life, it's a little bit harder to just be like, yeah, I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I I guess I'm just crazy. I don't know. I feel like (laughs) if I had the option, I'd say, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I've understood understood this. I've seen this life. I know what this life's about. Show me the next one. (laughs) Well, how long (laughs) you think you're you going to last in that in that world? Minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so really you just you're looking for an easy out is basically what this is all no, about because i think my collapse is not going to be i think the I, i'm sure the shit would get crazy but it's definitely not like a zombie apocalypse or yeah. a, a nuclear holocaust it's like money doesn't mean anything anymore you know like an economic collapse and it's like a free-for-all well, i'd say as long as you weren't wearing like your nice scarf you'd probably be able to like slide by without getting murdered <laughs> if I wore a nice scarf? I said if you didn't wear your nice scarf, oh. like if you weren't putting <laughs> oh out like whatever. I'm, I'm assuming, again, I'm assuming your collapse is class-based and things like that. So like 
if you're not throwing that out there because that's the thing like like you said you're you know right now you're you're broken and not working as much or whatever but like you still get dressed nice to go outside so maybe like tone that back a little bit Fine. <laughs> I thought you meant I'm walking around in my nice scarf and they're like, oh, we can't touch him. Can't touch that guy. Don't want to get any blood on his on. scarf. Yeah, do you think it would devolve yeah. immediately into complete chaos or would people just be like, oh, we just barter? Like, it'd be nice if everybody's like, oh, that's cool. Well, the thing is, I, I, I don't know. I would be 100% curious to see what happens in a time like that. <laughs> I feel like it always gets like the pits before it gets better. Oh, you sure. know, like I feel like there's always going to be like, you know, there, you're going to have to survive the lo- rioting and looting and and all those things. And then like the change of power to the people who are able to loot the most and barter the most when that time comes. So like, oh, I, yeah. but I feel like there's always that, like I said, that there's always that cliff you have to go off of first before you oh, settle. Yeah. It would all be so what, terrible in actuality. It'd be horrible. But you want to see it? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> kind of curious. If you're willing to roll those dice. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man with nothing to lose. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, and how about the uh, the Matrix scenario where, yeah, y- you would enter, you would leave the Matrix, and everything is false. Everything is created now, and then you would just leave that and go to an evil, dark, polluted world where there's squid robots. But you would know the truth. <sighs> I don't know. I was gonna say, I, I would put it personally looking at uh, from an outside view of you, I would put you in the camp and be like, nah, I'm good without that. <laughs> Give me the fake world. Yeah, because at the end, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because at the end of the day, in that world where the collapse is already well established and the world is in fact shit, I just don't think I'm useful enough to do any good there. <laughs> Not a lot of need for uh, music majors. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they need artists in that world. Yeah. I don't know, man. There was that scene in The Matrix where they're all dancing in the caves. Someone's got to make that music. That's true. Yeah, if you could make dubstep, you'd be set. (laughs) Apparently, that's the music of the future, so they play that in every future. Although it is funny to think, is your personality the same in The Matrix? Like, you're you're the same person? Yeah, I think so. I would think if you're real, even in a fake world, when you left the fake world to the real world, you would still maintain, like, your own... Personal, like you were still raised the way that you were, so right. you still maintain all those like values and and personality traits and things. I would think so. It's full nurture. But since you're a battery, you'd probably be like super hey, skinny. As I said, you'd be a lot skinnier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. Wouldn't need any P90X. Yeah, as far as like nature versus nurture goes, I guess in the world of the Matrix, you have to take it for granted that it's all nurture. That's interesting. I they unplug about Anthony that. for the first time, and he's like, "So when's the first juice cleanse?" Uh, All right. Well, it's been another lovely week at the Mayak. Call call in at 929-352-6173. Get at us on Insta or Twitter at Pod. You should go and email us at letmeaskyouaquestionpodcast at gmail.com. You should definitely go to moot.tv and you should buy all the swag. You can also, there's a little button you can click there now and you can give us money. And you should do that. We'll give you nothing in return, but more episodes <laughs> and love. And but you should give us a lot of money because you love us. Tons of money, tons of money. Hey, rich buy that people, yacht. guess what? It's all fake anyway. Just throw the money at us. Exactly. <laughs> Yachts don't buy themselves. If you throw enough money at us, nope. Can't. I'm not even going to say that. We're not even going to go there. 
<laughs> just just do that. Just throw the money at us. Get your get your hands off a dog soft spot and pick up your thing that can send us money for a second. <laughs> Phone, credit card, whatever it is. Then you can go back to tickling that nice little soft spot. <laughs> Oh, I also have some uh, corrections from last week. Sometimes I, I speak really fast and I misspeak. So those corrections are yes, yes, no, true, number four, and carbon dioxide. dioxide. So if you are uh, wondering, that's, go that's back. That's literally and, been killing them, you guys, all week. <laughs> <laughs> Eating them up inside. It's true, you know. I try to stay factual. So you should go to Muta.tv. You should buy the swag. You know, you know the drill at this point. You know who you are. You know who needs to do all this. I think I got to buy a coffee mug soon. Yeah, we should all have coffee mugs. Everybody should I have need, yeah. I need to have one at work. I want to have one at work. I've got 20. Lies. We have a couple on there, too. We got the Anthony Face one. We got the regular logo one. And we've got Margarita Bird. TGIF I think that's what I was waiting for. I was, I was waiting for uh, you know, a choice that I had to make. Everybody loves Margarita Bird. Or buy all three. I'm actually going to Mood.TV right now. Famous bird. All right, everybody. Well, we'll miss you a lot. Until next time, this is Let Me Ask You a Question. Mood.tv. Everything is a simulation. It's all fake.